Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. SEN Test Cricket for Tyre Power. Get the power for your family with a free five-tyre safety check. Tyrepower.com.au. Stumps day three. It's a horrible night here at Lords. Adam Collins, Brett Sunder Asim. Play stopped early when Australia with two for 130 in their second innings. Usman Khawaja batting serenely. 58 not out. Smith's with him. Labashain and Warner have been and gone. But the lead's already up to 221 because England capitulated. All out for 325. The scorecard won't tell the full story, but six for 47 this morning. They had a chance to drive Australia into the dirt yesterday and blew it. Had another one this morning, blew it again. Australia outstanding with the ball. However, England just nowhere at the moment. That's what surprises me. The fact that they went hard at Australia and lost a few wickets last evening. Well, okay, that's that's their plan. That's what they're going to do. But they had the whole night to think about it. And they still come out and start playing the shots that they did. All right, Ben Stokes was removed by a beautiful delivery from Mitchell Stark. Bent his back on a yep. pitch, which is benign. He got the ball to jump on Ben Stokes, who was squared up. He kept getting squared up even last evening, and take, Cam Green takes a great catch. But the rest, the fact that they continued playing the way they did, the manic style that they were playing in, uh, made no sense to me. And, and this is where I ask a question of basketball. We spoke about this off-air. If you're saying that like we play, we allow our players to play with freedom, why is the overall nature of it, does, why does it feel so rigid yeah, where exactly. you, once you decide to go hard, you have to go hard? It's like this, this distinction between positive, enterprising cricket and reckless, ridiculous cricket. And we saw that a number of times this morning, most notably Harry Brook, who gets to 50, does it tough in the first half an hour. Stark's spell was outstanding. And Cummins bowling from the right end, in my view, the pavilion end. So much pressure being built up. Brook actually gets through that. War one on the helmet, but he's there on the other side, gets to raise the bat, and on that score, backs away and slaps a catch to cover. I heard Jeetan Patel speaking before saying, well, what else do you expect him to do? That's the best shot. I'm like, what? Like... How? How is that the best shot? It feels like there's this dogmatic attitude to the way they're playing. When I said in the intro they're nowhere, I don't mean they're nowhere as a cricket team. I mean their plans seemingly leave them left with plan A, plan A or plan A. And thus they found themselves so far behind, even though Nathan Lyon can't bowl again in a test match, in all probability can't bowl again in the series. What would you do if the opposition has lost that one bowler, their stock bowler, who's going to bowl a lot of overs, and with the third test so close? You would get their fast bowlers to bowl more overs. What did England do? They just uh, let Australia bowl them out yeah. within 74 overs, uh, which means that the Australian bowlers will be really fresh for whatever target they have to defend in the fourth innings. And maybe stay fresh for that third test whereas it's the English bowlers who keep getting taken for granted if you don't get enough of a break between innings uh, and it's, it's, it is an aging bowling attack and the pitch has offered them nothing uh, it's no surprises that once again in extremely bowling friendly conditions Australia batted well England bowled decently well they beat the bat quite a bit but Australia were allowed to just um, survive that spell and tomorrow the weather's supposed to be good so Australia are on top despite uh, at various stages, the conditions and the half chances having gone England's way. Pretty good partnership between Kawaja and Warner. Had to do it tough. Ball's moving around. Lots of swing. Not so much off that surface, but uh, with Anderson abroad, the old stages. Anderson actually had best up to the stumps quite a bit. I doubt it's been... Well, I doubt it's ever happened to him at Lords before, given his 
Uh, modus operandi is finding the outside edge that Bairstow would be up, but such was the nature of the day bowling from the nursery end where there's been precious little in the surface from the get-go. Uh, and as for Kawaja, mentioned he's batted serenely so far. What are we up to now? 750 balls in the series or something like that? And he batted with more gusto today as well. He was the one doing more of the scoring, whereas Warner found it tough, but... 63 run stand proved really important to steady things down again. And the rain came at the right time for Australia. I mean, Steve Smith got in there. They had a very leg side field. He got away a couple of boundaries. Uh, but having said that, it was becoming more and more difficult. But I feel like I'm back in my heavy metal band days when I was a vocalist. My hair's flying all over the place. It was just the weather. Um, and, uh, you know, so it, it came at the right time. The light was not very great. The ball was still doing a little bit. Maybe they would have gone to Ollie Robinson and Josh Tung, who bowled really impressively yet again. Uh, so Australia would not mind that break at all. 224 runs, just come out there. And again, if you are Pat Cummins, it's not a very difficult decision. You don't really have to worry about how many overs do I need to bowl them out or what target to set them because they'll go anywhere. They'll go anywhere. Yeah. And Jitin Patel just said, all we're focused on is bringing the crowds in. Whatever target we have to chase, we'll chase it down. If that's the case, Australia can... You don't have to dangle a carrot. They'll go... Yeah. You don't have to dangle anything. They'll just go for whatever, right? Well, so they're on the record saying they won't draw a game. So if they leave themselves only one day to bowl, let's call it 100 overs to bowl on, on towards the end of day mm. four and into day five in all probability they won't exhaust their bowlers and England will have a pop anyway so either way it's a good outcome for Australia from here especially if Kawaja can bat through the first session tomorrow and post yet another test entry we better say goodbye because your hair's all over the place uh, our post game show is for tyre power four for three on Toyo passenger and SUV tyres Adam Collins brought Sunday Racing good night from Lords Stark away from us at the nursery end in here delivers to Stokes his first ball it's taken a gully Squared up, leading edge. Great catch from Cameron Green to his right. Stark strikes second ball. Stokes dismissed for 17, his first ball of the day. What a massive moment this could be on morning three. England lose a wicket, second ball. They're five for 279. Super stuff from Mitchell Stark. Left in the tank for these bowlers as well. Only bowled six overs this morning. And Brooke goes for a slap and is caught. He's caught by Cummins. He went to slap it over extra cover and he's picked out the man. He didn't time it. It's a horrible shot. It's another England wicket to a very questionable shot. Looking to go over extra cover. He's trying to hit the short ball into the gaps. He couldn't get enough on it and he's dollied the easiest little looping catch to Cummins. And Australia have got both overnight batters out and they are on top here. England 6 for 293. Hazelwood bowls. Chipped to mid on. Bairstow gives the easiest of catches to Pat Cummins. He cannot believe it. Johnny Bairstow joins the list of soft dismissals for England. 7 for 3.11. Hazelwood gets himself in the book. Dear me, England had the chance to drive home the advantage a couple of times in their first innings. Bowling here is head and stumped. Straight away. Might have been an edge, my apologies. Head gets the wicket. Robinson dancing. He was miles out of his crease. Wasn't in the same postcode. Made his mind up he was going to charge head first ball. Add it to the list. England have blown any chance of pressing home the advantage. They have done this to themselves. Robinson, as we watched a replay here for tyre power, thick edge. Kerry takes it on the chest. He could have stumped him as well. They're 8 for 324. Robinson gone for 9. So it'll be two reds to begin. Impact in line with middle stump. And it is hitting leg stump. Head's got two in and over. As Cummins arrives and bowls here to Tongue. Short again. Up to short leg. That's it. Cummins gets the last wicket. Tongue went back in the crease off the shoulder of the bat. Bobbled in the air. 
An easy catch from Arnis Labashain. In England, have batted abysmally from the time that Nathan Lyon went off yesterday. At one for 182, they were doing as they pleased. But a brain explosion yesterday, an inability to wait to show any degree of patience. And following on in that vein this morning, albeit against some very disciplined Australian bowling, has seen them dismissed 91 runs short of Australia's first innings of 416. England all out 325. Tongue, the last man to go for one. Anderson, the not out man. Zero not out. Jeremy Coney. Well, what a good session for Australia. Man, they've turned this game around this morning. In what are reasonably benign conditions, mm. you'd have to say, with an old ball um, and the pitch not playing too many tricks. But it's the short ball again. How many wickets went to that short ball? You just have a look through and tell me, uh, uh, Adam, as well, because it's a lot. I would say five, mm. six to the short ball. I reckon, it, I reckon it's six, but we'll get confirmation from Longy yeah, as we go. Well, so. certainly Pope, Root, Duckett and, and, and Brook that we've seen. Yeah. And then that last one um, with Tongue, there may have been another one as well. So that's five or six. So, as I say, Australia have found a way. It's a Warner who's hit on the pad. That's very close. That is out. Well, he's gone straight up. David Warner says it's not out. And immediately sends it upstairs it's close it is out it is out guessing twice in the match yep. with a very similar delivery taking out leg stump both occasions and probably almost certainly for the last time in test cricket David Warner will leave Lords brought up bowls to Kawaja on 49 full toss and he strikes it down the ground for four puts it away easy as you like up the slope towards the pavilion and Usman Kawaja who was the match winner last week at Edgbaston for Australia putting in another shift <laughs> and that's cut and straight to backward point Marnus Labashain is out to a filthy shot and a filthy delivery he should have been out a couple of overs earlier but it's not Broad who's got his man, it's Anderson with a drag down outside the off stop, a casual cut in the air. And the ball is taken comfortably by Brook, around about head height. Australia lose their second wicket, a breakthrough that England wonder would ever happen. And Labashain's rather uh, unproductive ashes continues. He goes for 30, Australia 2 for 1, 2, 3. Stuck. Thank you for being very in Tesco. It was a pretty good day for you guys from where the match situation was and how it played out yesterday. Yeah, well, I think it was, you know, adjusting our sort of our plan of attack or our, our lengths as well on a wicket that was pretty slow and uh, inconsistent in speed. Um, you know, you get a couple of wickets on the bounce there at the end of yesterday and then bring a little bit of momentum into today to get some, some early wickets, which um, we knew were going to be key to. Sort of stem the flow of runs, but obviously they've got a, a bit of a longer tail with, with no mowing. So um, yeah, a, a, a very handy morning to to give give us a nice lead, and then um, you know our batters went about business really well to, to build on that lead. Uh, and just coming back to that early the early wickets you needed, like you know, Nathan's on the, on the balcony, um, you have you're running with the ball. And there was all this talk about the short pitch ploy yesterday, but it wasn't the short ball that got Ben Stokes who jumped on him. So just on that delivery. Um, well, yeah, put enough balls in the right area, I guess. But um, he's probably one of the guys that, that didn't look to take on the short ball as much. Um, whereas other guys were a bit more aggressive, which, which in turn we, we changed the field a bit to, 
to try and create those chances. So, um, yeah, for, for Ben, it was a bit more of trying to challenge the defence and, and see if there's any, any movement off the slope or, or um, with the ball. So, um, yeah, nice to get that one. Obviously a fantastic catch from Greeny as well. So I think um, he'll be in the gully for life, I think. <laughs> He covers the gully and three slippery all of them put together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and just about like this is your first experience of uh, facing this England like basketball. And um, after some point last evening, they just went like you know hell for leather like they do. What was that experience like? And uh, just to counter that and just stick to what you want to do, like you guys have always spoken. Yeah, it was just you know sort of I guess you could say it was sort of thinking outside the box in terms of um, some of the fields we play, but also just ways to create chances um, we know they're going to be aggressive uh, we feel like that's going to keep us in the game because there's, you know they, they want to score runs they want to hit boundaries um, I think it, it's taking the, the whole thought of economy and the rest of it out of it which mm. you know, has never been a, a bother for me it's it's more about for me I think more of the you know chances of taking wickets or um, you know modes of dismissal so yeah for us it was sort of take that out of the, the equation not, not worry about what the, the scoreboard is doing in a way and more thinking look, we're in the game than playing those shots and, and um, yeah they might score quicker but if we create those chances and they hang on to them we, we find ourselves you know 90 in front uh, and batting again which is, is where we want to be yeah and throughout this test it's felt like the conditions have suited England in the sense on day one it was bowling friendly yesterday was batting friendly today was bowling friendly so how important was the opening partnership and just another Usman Khawaja innings uh, in those conditions to keep you in the game and with especially good weather coming around? Yeah, they've been fantastic. Um, I think, you know, our whole lineup at batters have been fantastic to, to keep going about it the way they, they've planned to or mm. want to um, and really stuck to their plans and, and focused in on, you know, getting through those tough spells, which again, uh, you know, Davian was he did today and... And then, um, you know, you sort of build on that lead. So Steve was phenomenal in the first innings and just went about business he wants the way he wants to and the way he does. Um, and, and guys have sort of built, built innings around that. And, and again, today it was Uzi who, who got through those tough periods and, and um, you know, really built an innings and, and built on our lead, which is you know, what he's done so well for, for a few years now. And just finally, Nathan is unlikely to bowl in second innings for sure. Um, uh, just a word on Nathan, like you know, you was really close to him, and I said, Cummins practicing his off breaks this morning, surely not, right? <laughs> if you guys are reading to that, like, like Mitch Marsh, Mark Nathan, <laughs> um, no, I think we saw Trav play a bit of a role there. Obviously, he's, um, he's done that in test matches before for us, so yeah, it looks like Nathan's you know, obviously not going to take too much more part, if any, in this test match, which is um, you know, disappointing for him, but I think speaks to, to how how. You know, important he is to us and how, how much cricket is played back-to-back, you know, 100 test matches in a row. I mean, he's been pretty robust in, in you know, getting through games and, and um, being in condition that he can be to, to play that much cricket. So, yeah, it'll be a big loss, you know, nearly 500 test wickets. Um, but like, he'll be come back from this and um, no, no doubt be you know, better and stronger and, and um, take plenty more wickets. Well, well today and go well tomorrow. Thanks very much. Pete, while we've still got you... Um there was some news that was on the uh, Australian website, your website, mm. a couple of hours ago about Alan Border. Yeah, there was some news, and it's, it's quite sobering, actually, that um, Alan Border has, has revealed to the world that he's got Parkinson's. Um, um, private man. He, had, he was diagnosed six, seven years ago. He's kept it to himself ever since. Uh, but it's done a brave thing that people in public eyes do and sort of talked about their medical conditions to Steve Crawley, I think it's in the weekend Australian magazine. Anderson, wider of the crease to Labuschagne, inside part of the bat to mid-wicket, no run. It's in the weekend Australian anyway, this weekend. 
Um, and it's quite a moving piece, really. I mean, is there a person in cricket who doesn't love Alan Border? You know, as such a such a wonderful captain, such an iconic presence in the game, and, 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 but still a private man. And, and I, sort of, I really admire people when they can't stand up and say, "Listen, I'm struggling here," um, and let people in on their story like he has. Anderson in over number eleven for him. Full to Labuschagne pushing the point, no run. You know, because people's people's medical conditions are, are the most private sort of parts of their lives, aren't they? There's a lot of people going through similar to what AB is. And he sort of says he might get to 80, but he's, he's, he doesn't reckon he's going to raise the bat on 100 now. He's 72. And he's, you can see, you know, he's battled a little bit recently with his TV work, but he's still a great commentator. No. Critical to, to no. Fox cricket. I think, was it Crash that did the interview? Special, they did a yeah. documentary on him. Like, so they changed the field with Bairstow up to the stumps for Anderson again keep Labuschagne in his crease. Ooh. He plays from the crease. Out to point. Wants one. Won't get one. That did rear up off a length, though. Hit the shoulder of the blade. Yep. And you saw Bairstow cringe as it came through, because Bairstow's up to the stumps there. He'll be wearing one in his grill if he's not careful. I suppose the other part of this, Pete, is that when high-profile, well-regarded people like AB speak about their medical conditions that can raise awareness yeah. for that's what, testing and, and the like. Yep, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you look at the examples that, you know, the, the cricket set with Ruth Strauss and Straussy mm. being so brave and open about that. Equally with Glenn McGrath, the tragedy that hit their family and turning it into a positive thing. Anderson, nursery end. Lava Shane waiting for him and he defends with the back foot. Not quite full enough there. Uh, well, I'm just mar I'm actually marvelling at Johnny Best over there. He could get get himself into trouble keeping up like that even to Anderson just to add to that uh, you know it's also you know Alan Border has been a role model for so many generations of Australians yeah. not just Australian cricket fans it's it's a it's almost sobering but it's good to know that even it's, it's that's the human body of fallible that right? everybody is so just brings everyone back to reality 